Hey mama, has life been just a little bit crazy since you became a mom? Yeah, I feel you there. Somewhere between changing diapers and singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star for the fifth time in a row, it can be a major challenge to remember what life was like before having kids. Hey girl, I'm Cheyenne Clayman, a mom of two, stepmom of one, and even one little baby in heaven. I'm also an American mama raising a family in Europe with my incredible Belgian husband, whom I actually met in a castle over four years ago. I know firsthand that motherhood is full of tons of pure blissful moments, but also plenty of struggles and obstacles. It's so easy for us to feel overwhelmed, alone, and a Starbucks coffee too short most days. This is why we need to bond together. That's the goal of this podcast. At Holy Healthy Happy Mama, I want to help you feel that sense of me too. Give yourself a daily virtual hug and feel empowered to be the mom you want to be. You'll learn from other moms just like yourself and including experts on all kinds of mom-specific topics like postpartum life, healthy eating for you and your family, mompreneur tactics, homeschooling, growing your mindset and spirit, fitness for mom bods, and so much more. So hit that subscribe button so we can hang out more and you don't miss a single episode. Time to grab your iced coffee, green smoothie, or whatever lifts you up and get ready to gain some holy, healthy, and happy mom wisdom. It's time to get mom-spired. Hello, hello, lovely lady, mama. Welcome to another episode of Holy Healthy happy mama. That's right. Here, you're going to get the trifecta that is motherhood. We're going to focus on all things holy, healthy, and ultimately with those two together, I believe that you can declare you'll have a happy motherhood. And today I have a woman who embodies all those things here together, my California dream girl. I am so excited to welcome her to the show today. We have Miss Nissa Andrews. She is a mom of four, a published author, and just a true dynamo in the kingdom of God. And I am so happy that you guys are going to hear from her and learn from her and grow with her today. So without further ado, Mrs. Nissa Andrews, I just want to say, girl, thank you so much for taking time out and joining us today. Yay. I am so honored to be here. And with an introduction like that, I'm like, wow, (laughs) I have to step it up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, I'm so excited to be here. And I just love what you're doing in your heart for women. And I just felt compelled to be a part of this. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, that means so much to me because I am honestly, I'm fangirling over here. I am such a big fan of yours and uh, ladies listening. You'll find out very soon. As I said, she's a published author and will be speaking over the book wrote. Um, I actually happen to have my copy right here, nice and close. I'll have to eventually ask you for an autograph copy, maybe. Um, but uh, as I said in the beginning of the episode, uh, before we launch into this beautiful topic that you've written about, I think every mom loves to talk a little bit, just a little bit about her family, right? So I said you have, I would love to hear just a little bit about your family and your beautiful children. Yes. So, um, I have been married to my amazing husband, Ryan. We've been married for uh, 20 years now. So that's amazing. We're loving. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's amazing. I'm like, wow, how did we get to, it feels like we just met, but we've been together forever. So, um, it's like, you feel the history and it's, it's amazing. And marriage is a big part of 
uh, what we love too, we have marriage groups and all that. Um, we really love to sew into marriage because I believe that raising healthy families starts with having a strong marriage, having that connection. And so, um, you know, it's marriage, you go, there's valleys, there's, there's highs, there's all of it, but being able to love each other through all of it is so important. So he's my, he's my guy. Um, we've been together for a long time and it's just beautiful. So we have four children together. My oldest is 16 and then my youngest is eight and it's just so fun. So I have, uh, I go, it goes boy, girl, boy, boy. So I have one daughter in the mix. So she's our, um, our little princess in there, our queen, we call her. So um, surrounded by a lot of testosterone. <laughs> we have a lot of testosterone in this house, but, but it's so fun. And so, uh, yeah, we just, as we were talking earlier, I have a musical family. So everybody plays instruments or sings. Um, we're an athletic family. We love sports. My oldest son actually just um, is, he's been doing some soccer ID camps. His dream is to play throughout Europe. Um, he wants to play professionally. So we've been really praying into that and pushing for that, but he just got, um, an invitation and accepted into a soccer university in England. So he's going to be doing that soon in the next uh, year and a half, probably after his senior year. So we're excited for this what kind of new chapter happening where the kids are growing up and it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, how did we get here where now they're going to be moving into their dreams and their destiny and what God has for them. So it's, it's really exciting to pour into our children um, throughout life and to see where, where they're going to go, where their passions lead. So it's amazing. Oh my gosh. I can feel this beautiful excitement in you and encouragement to all the moms listening, because, you know, I have, uh, most of my listeners are moms that are kind of just starting their motherhood journey, whether they're pregnant or they're in the first couple of years. So I think it's incredibly encouraging as I am that mom too. I've been married at the point of this episode, just about four years and we have a toddler and one on the way and we're raising a teenager. So, you know, it's just amazing to be encouraged to hear like, wow, two decades of marriage, four kids. And you guys sound like more in love than ever, but also just to see um, what God has done and this path he's continuing to take you on. He's transitioning you guys to. And, and uh, I have to say that I, I am super excited that we're getting a, a, a member of the Andrews family over here in Europe and just know that, you know what, he's got a big sister over here. So if you need me to like, keep an eye on him, don't worry. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. Maybe we'll have yeah. to meet up sometime. When we're, we're all Absolutely. that way. There you go. And then we'll do like a live episode where we're sitting right next to each other. Like we're having some cute little coffee in an English pub or something, you know, and we'll go live guys there. Sounds dreamy. Awesome. First ladies, we're, there you go. You can hold us to it. Um, but even though your babies, you know, your youngest is now eight. I know that childbirth has been such a strong topic in your life. And as I've brought up several times, already without further ado um if you're watching the live video you'll see her book in my hand um i have to say this is like the cutest pregnant woman i've ever seen do you like on the on the book cover um do you know who this is like is it a, a i have no idea it's just like a stock photo that we were able to buy and use for whatever but i'm like she's so adorable i want her on my book 
is like ladies if they're if the curiosity curiosity has perked your interest like <laughs> this little this this woman is like when i saw the title of your book which is pain-free childbirth every woman's blessing jesus i saw this woman and i was like that's the kind of pregnancy I want. Like she just looks so joyful, so open, so free. And, you know, I think when people hear this declaration, like pain-free childbirth, it definitely makes heads swivel. Like I've talked yeah. about it on my social already. I've brought it up in family conversations and people are like, come again? Like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> what? Pain-free? Did you, did you miss a word or leave one out? Um, <laughs> Of course, I feel like we have to dive in right there, Nessa. Like I, I yeah. love but so I'm just curious if you would share with us what the heck that means and also like what brought you to write a book like that with that title. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a journey for me too. I, it's honestly my story started with um when it comes to pregnancy and childbirth, it I was dealing with infertility. So my husband and I were married and there was a while before we had our first child because I was like, right away, I'm like, let's have a baby. I had, I wanted to be a mom right away. And, um, and so we struggled. And so during that time, it was just praying, wanting to conceive, wanting children. I come from big families. So I'm one of six children. My mom's like one of 10 children. It's like, big families is a fun, big thing. And so now here not being able to have children, I felt a lot of shame, honestly, because I was like, wow, here I come from children are such a blessing through our family line. It's looked at in such a beautiful light. And now I'm struggling to have children. So there was a lot of, uh, interestingly enough, there was a lot of pain and shame in that area. And so God began to speak to my heart. Um, and I write about a lot of this in my book, so I won't go into too much detail, but, um, so God began to release promises. He began to speak things over me and he used to said, you know, you will have children. And, and I began to try to renew my mind because in the natural, I was seeing this is painful. This is hard. This is not easy there. I was crying. It was, um, and I know there's other women who can relate to that. It was like, it wasn't necessarily easy for me in that in that moment of time, but God began to speak to me and say, look, it doesn't have to be this way. And I have something great for you. And so I had to learn how to receive that, how to walk that out. Um, and, and so I explained that in my book, but it was just so eye-opening. God began to speak to me. He's like, not only are you going to have children, but you're going to have children without pain. You're not going to have morning sickness. You're not going to have um, complications. And I just thought, whoa, okay, right now I'm just asking for children. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, just, just you telling me I'm going to have a child is like music to my ears, but God is just so great. He takes us, he goes exceedingly abundantly more than we ask or think or imagine. Right. And I feel like that's what he put in me in that moment. It was like, look, I know you're just trying to imagine having children, but I have so much more for you and there's so much greater for you. And I want you to go even to the, to to grab a hold of all that I have for you. And it was mind blowing. I remember just like everybody, when I, like you said, when you say pain-free childhood, people are like mind blown, right? Like, what are you talking about? And that was me. I was like, this is crazy. I've never heard of such a thing, but God, I feel like you're speaking this to me. So I know that you can do anything. So I began to just go, well, how do I prepare my heart? Well, God, how do I step into 
what you're speaking over me. And, um, and then the journey kind of began from there. And I, of course, you guys know I have four children now. So I did get pregnant and I had children and all my births were exactly how God said. I mean, I, my first birth was, went so well that I ended up having him surprise at home, which wasn't planned. And so, um, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm already ready to have him. And we're not going to make it to the birthing center. Cause I was planning on having him at a birthing center. And so then we just birthed him at home. Um, and then I had home births with the rest of my babies. Uh, so it just was, and especially, I think the world puts so much society put so much on us. They tell us what it's supposed to look like. And even as a first time mom, they're like, as a first time mom, you know, uh, it's a really long labor and it's hard and all these expectations they put on you, just even in motherhood and all of it, there's so much expectation and stuff that's just like put on us. That isn't necessarily the way that it needs to be or what God says it's supposed to be for us. And, and so God just began to just reveal so many things to me. just like, Hey, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Like none of this stuff. Birth was a blessing from God. He created it. He wants us to be fruitful and, and to multiply. And if, if his yoke is easy and his burden is light, then the yoke of motherhood the yoke of birth, the yoke of all these things that he blessed us with, that he gave us should feel that way. It shouldn't be a burden. Um, and so there's so much God just began to shift in my spirit. And I began to just, um, to learn and grow. And there was so much healing I needed to do too. So there was, which I talk about in my book, and there was so much internal healing I needed to do to uh, begin to just grab a hold of the greatness of what God was speaking over me. So that is just, it's, it's an absolutely incredible story in general, just especially because I love the very first point that you made was like, Whoa, God, I'm just praying for a baby. Like I'm sure at that point, cause I, and I know because I would have felt this way too. Like I would have been like, no God, like I will take the pain and the morning sickness. And, um, because last year, like I experienced a miscarriage. So I was like, yeah. Lord, bless my womb again. I don't care how bad the pregnancy is. I just, I would really what love, to I want a baby. Right. So I yeah. love like, Hey, your, your expectations are here, but like mine are even greater for you. Like I have something even greater. And what you reminded me of, so many of us women, we believe these lies about so much. Like you said, definitely just, I think motherhood in general, marriage in general, um, in our modern society, but especially about childbirth. And I can imagine it had to be challenging for you at times when you had maybe your own fears, your own struggles in, in society, yeah. supporting a completely different image than what God was sharing. Cause I know that happens so much in, in our walk with God is that there are so many things where his truth and word is contrary to what we can see with our own eyes and in our, and what we right. flesh. And so I'm curious, like maybe whether it's your own experience or from moms you've talked about now, hard, maybe to label, but, but what could, what would you say is one of the biggest lies that you feel women believe about childbirth? I, I think a big thing is women believe they're not powerful. Um, they believe that they lack something. 
And so I think that's, I mean, I, I, that was one of, I think the biggest things for me, I didn't realize I was a powerful woman. I didn't realize I was capable that I had what it takes to, to Mm. do it. Um, And so I believe that those are lies that we believe. And so we um, like, for myself, I walked a little bit in a victim mentality. I walked a little bit in, um, be, instead of feeling like a powerful woman, I felt more like under everything, you know, and it's more like a victim. And so, and I think those, it's, it's a belief system that we have within ourselves, whether it comes from trauma. I mean, it can come from so many things. Um, just how we were raised or what's been spoken over us over so much time, um, or just traumas, you know, that things that happen in life. And so we take on this belief system that we're, we're not powerful, that we're, maybe our voice doesn't matter. Those were some of the, the big things that, that I believed. And as I work with a lot of births and I'm a doula, I realize um, that's a common theme. I think that women, a lot of times they just feel like, you know, they're not powerful. There's, there's some kind of lack there. And then that leads to fear because then you feel that, Hey, if I have, if I believe that it leads to fear, well, then I don't have what it takes. Um, I'm not powerful enough to, um, to do the job of birth without having something to help me, something I need to cope through it. I need to serve somehow it becomes a survival mechanism, but that happens when you feel like you're not powerful. Um, that you're not victorious. If you feel like you're not going to be victorious, you run from it. You flee. You it, there's that fight or flight that happens. That fear happens. So when we feel that we're victorious, powerful women, which God created us to be, powerful women, uh, men and women together to to be fruitful, multiply, to take dominion. I mean, it takes uh, us believing that we're we're powerful people and we have the power of God within us. And so when we realize the power that we have, the authority that we carry, things really shift. And so it was a mind, it's a mindset thing. A lot of times where we have to come out of that powerlessness and step Mm -hmm. into uh, just being a powerful woman. And what does that look like? What, and, and that comes through our identity in Christ. When we realize who we are in Christ, um, it shifts everything because that's where the power comes from. That's where, you know, we get endued with power you know, through the Holy spirit. And so when we can walk in that, and then we have that authority, um, then no matter what we face, we can speak peace to those storms. Right. And we can take authority over those things, but it takes us recognizing who we are just like the disciples when they were in the boat with Jesus, they didn't realize it at that time. They didn't realize the power that the authority that they were given, that they were able to do that. Right. And so I think that's the same thing. A lot of times um, women don't realize who they are yet necessarily right. in the spirit. And so that's what we have to begin to um, uncover and unveil yeah. that needs to be unveiled within us, you know, in our minds and just taking that time to renew our minds. And that makes a huge difference. Wow. You just, you reminded me of the scripture where Jesus declares and says like, you will do these things and greater than me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's hard from, from my mind to conceive. Cause you do see yeah. these, right? These, what? Like Jesus. Okay. Like you walked yeah. on 
like, okay, like <laughs> you fighted yeah. the storm, you know, it's like you raised someone from the dead and, and for him to declare that it's like, yeah. it is amazing truth that I've mm-hmm. never thought of before in speaking over and believing over when it comes to my, my motherhood and my, my labor. Mm-hmm. And so I just had a major light bulb go off and, and, you know, ladies that are listening, especially if you're pregnant, if you, um, have that desire to be pregnant, or if you know someone who's pregnant, I think if you pause this right now and rewind like the past five minutes, I mean, Nissa, I think you gave an amazing, um, testimony to if a woman wants to have this pain-free childbirth, it's like exactly how she can do it. And, uh, and of course, you know, you can always go a lot deeper in her book, which we promise to uh, connect you to later and give you the link for that uh, if you want to pick that up. But uh, Nissa, I also want to ask you about, um, I'm, I'm positive um, because I also am a home birthing mom. I've had a lot of skeptics in my life. Um, so I'm positive you've had skeptics in your life when you've written a book with this title. Um, so if there's a mom that's listening to this right now and she's a little like, yeah, that sounds all great, but I don't know if that's for me. I don't know if it's possible. Maybe it's, uh, we've got a mom that's a second time mom and she had a traumatic first birth. What would you say to her? Well, you know, again, anything's possible <laughs> with God, anything's possible. And he can take, he takes our traumas and he turns them into triumph. You know, like he, you can go from beauty, from ashes to beauty. And God always takes our story and he, he turns it for good. And so there's so many things. Um, and that's why I loved sharing my testimony in the book, because a lot of times people think when, if I said, Hey, I had pain-free childbirth, they think it was just easy all along that there were no trials along the way. Now it doesn't mean that you didn't have to face things and heal from things and, and get to a place. And so, um, and so anything's possible, God can do it. And I believe my testimony is, uh, really lays claim to that because, and that was, I was like, I don't want women to feel like, Hey, it's just something, Oh, you just had something special. It's not true. God does not play favorites. Um, he's no respecter of persons. Jesus, what he did was for all of humankind. It's for all women. It's for all men, you know, but when it comes to childbirth, of course, that's, that's for women. And when we, um, and just going down into just the deep dive, a lot of times people think that, God put this on women, that painful childbirth comes from God. And that is so contrary to who God is. He is not the author of pain and destruction. And he's not the one who steals, kills and destroys. That's, that's the work of the enemy. God brings life. He came to bring life and life abundant. And so a lot of times people look at it. Well, it says, you know, I will greatly multiply your sorrow in your conception but when you really look at the the original words um in fact it when it says i will greatly multiply that's the same word two times in hebrew it's rabba rabba it's the same exact word used when god blessed mankind in the beginning when he said be fruitful and multiply he said uh fruitful is another word but multiply is rabba so when he says, Rabba, Rabba, your sorrow, your conception, that I like the Young's literal translation better because it says multiplying, I multiply your sorrow and your conception. So what happened was when the fall happened, God didn't put the sorrow. He didn't put those all came through sin. 
you know, that's, that's what was attached to sin. But now God, our, his blessing is still over us. He's still saying, I'm going to multiply you. But now there's sorrow added to it. It was never his intention for it to be sorrowful, for it to um, have any of these things attached to it. But through the fall, that's what happened. But he's still going to multiply you. His blessing is still over you to, to do what he wanted us to do from the beginning. And then when it says in pain, you will bring forth children. It's so amazing because that original word is etseb, which is both of these um, words stem from the root word axab. Well, pain is a form of it. It's etseb. And it literally means idol, an earthen vessel. So really the right translation would be that now as an earthen vessel, you're going to birth your children. Um, because before we were connected to God, we had, we were, we were a glorified body, right? But now the sin came, we died spiritually, and now you're going to birth your children as an earthen vessel. But the good news is in the new Testament, it says what's hidden in earthen vessels. It says God's glory is now hidden in earthen vessels. So as new believers, as a new creation, we don't birth just as earthen vessels anymore. We now have the glory of God. Everything changes. And that's why I say that um, it's a, it's every woman's blessing in Jesus because he redeemed everything. And now we're birthing from a new place. Um, and, and it just changes everything. So what does that look like? And what can that look like? And so I share my testimonies of my pain-free childbirth to show, hey, it, this can, if he can do it for one, he will absolutely do it for another. And that's what the Bible's all about. It's like, look, these yeah. are God's miracles. This is what he has for you. And, and that's what we can contend for. That's what we know. We know his heart through the stories of the people, right? How he touched people, how he showed up for people. And we go, wow, that's God's nature. That's his heart for people. And so that was my heart in, in writing this book too, was mm -hmm. showing this is God's heart for you women. If, if this is what he's showing, what he did for me, he wants to do this across the board. And he's inviting us into this place to receive from him, you know, the beauty of what he has. So, well, I am just, I am so receiving from you right now. And I'm, so, I'm sure so many um, women listening are just receiving the words that are coming from the Lord out of your mouth. And uh, I feel like you read my heart because I was, um, I was thinking back to that verse. I feel like that is a verse that so many women call back to, right. And it, and it's spoken about, and it's like, we cling to that, but I, I love you shared and educated us on that original Hebrew. And um, I'm excited to dive deeper into your book on that. Um, because I do think that it's such an incredible message. It's just so something that you've reminded me that we can declare, that we have the authority to declare. And my my heart and my mind instantly goes to not just childbirth, but you know how we can bring that same intention to afterbirth. You know, because the birth is the one aspect. Yes, it is a very important right. and a, a, a almost like a rite of passage into motherhood. But then there's the rest of that child's life. And, and you know, with postpartum depression on the rise, and there's so many struggles in marriages, um, especially mm -hmm. in that first very challenging, uh, what can be a challenging year, I'm not going to declare that it's a challenging year, because 
you know, for some people it's not. For some people it brings something out of them that's even greater they can ever imagine. And, and for we've met so many couples um, with my husband and I, with our coaching um, business that we've met people who've gotten stronger through that first year. But there are still struggles and there are still, um, you know, big expectations we have to confront. So my question would be, how can a, a woman, you know, bring that same intention, having a pain-free, um, a pain-free childbirth, how can she bring that same intention to have a pain-free motherhood, especially in that first year? Yeah. Well, I, I think it ties in very much the same. Like I talked about, um, that root word is atsab and the, the meaning of that means actually worrisomeness. And that's the first time we see worry in the Bible and it's right. And it has to do with childbirth. And I think the same thing, it can go into motherhood and all of that, where when we ate the tree of, you know, of the knowledge of good and evil, when you think about it, well, that's why it creates worry because is it good? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it bad? Is this, okay, this can happen to my child. This can happen to my child is, you know, are they, you know, is this happening or what, you know, and then you Google things and you're like, oh my gosh. And then, so worry, I think, um, can really lead us to down a path of just again, feeling powerless, um, feeling like, Hey, I don't know what to do. Um, am I being a good enough mother? Am I fulfilling, uh, you know, all their needs? Am I fulfilling the needs of my husband? Am I like, I can't be super women. Like you just start feeling sometimes it gets overwhelming because you're feeling again, it's that, that worry, right. That shows up because it's like, um, and so I feel like that is, it can be a root a lot of times mm. just even into motherhood. And so we want to get back to that place of rest, that back to that place of, you know, come to me all who are weary, heavy laden, you know, it's like, and I will give you rest, right? Rest for your souls. And so learning how to rest is, I think one of the hardest things to do in our society is <laughs> like um, resting physically and mentally, I think mentally, a lot of times we're in unrest, we're upregulated, we're stressed, we're in all of these affect our, our body, they affect so many aspects of, of life. And so, um, so learning how to get to that place of rest. And one of the big things um, I think over all these years of mothering and looking back, one of the things that was so good to be intentional about is the words that I was sowing. Um, and so, cause in, in life we have, you know, uh, we have seed time and harvest, right? Sowing and reaping. So that's, those are the concepts that we have. So, uh, what we sow with our, our words are like seeds, um, and so you have seed time and you're going to have a harvest. So you're going to have a harvest on what you're speaking. And so when you're speaking to your husband, when you're speaking to your children, when you're speaking, I started realizing the weight of my words and that it's going to create a harvest at some point. Um, wow. so like little things, I mean, like an example would be, when my kids were little and if they started kindergarten or something and I began to say, oh, there's so many germs and they're just gonna get sick. And this is just the year that we deal with so much sickness because their hands are in their face. And 
and I started and the Lord began to like, <laughs> he just said, stop partnering with sickness. And I'm like, Ooh, I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. that I was perfect. And, and what I was professing started happening. Right. So it was like, all my kids kept getting sick and they kept having their noses. And then it was like, oh my gosh, why are we going through this cycle of like crazy sickness, like all year long? And I'm like, well, we're in kindergarten. This is a year it happens, you know, but again, same thing with birth is we just take on what society tells us that that's the norm that's supposed to be normal. But God began to sh shift that in my mind. He starts saying, why are you speaking that? Like, why are you speaking that they're going to be sick? Like you, you will have a harvest on what you speak. So I began to become convicted. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm going to start saying, you know, no, my children are healthy. They're going to go and they're going to be healthy. And I began to shift what I was saying. So that was like one practical thing, little things. Like I remember when my oldest was a little, he used to be really bad at finding things or, and so we didn't think about the power of our words, but you know, if he'd be trying to find something, we'd be like, Oh, he's going to take, he's not very good at finding things or whatever. And we think it's harmless. We think these things are okay. It doesn't matter, but but God began to convict my husband and I like stop speaking that over him. And we were like, okay. So I remember one day we were going to go to church and my husband left his sunglasses upstairs. We were all in the car. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to go get my sunglasses. And my son goes, oh, I'll get him dad. And we both looked at each other like, oh no, like thinking we're going to be here forever. Cause it's going to take a long time. Like, but we caught ourselves and we just said, nope go for it. You are so good at finding things. And so he ran up the stairs and we're just waiting. And we're like, we're just going to wait. And it took him a little bit of time, but we began to, instead of label him, labeling him as, wow, he, you know, he's not, you're not very observant. You're not very good at finding things. And we're thinking it's harmless. We weren't doing it intentionally to be hurtful or anything like that, but it was just like, um, I'm just giving these as practical examples for motherhood where, I, we started realizing, well, let's sow seeds of, of the opposite. Let's sow life into it. And now it's like, it shifted. And now he's like great at finding everything. And now he's older. I mean, he's my 16 year old and those labels, I started realizing, wow, I wonder if we kept putting those without being, I mean, we weren't doing it to be malicious or anything like that. Like, of course not. We love our children, but little things like that, like what could that have reaped what kind of harvest would that have done for him later in life if we continued speaking little things like that that were just minor little things it wasn't like we were speaking that all the time or anything but I'm just trying to give examples where the Lord began to speak to my heart over hey what are you speaking over your children because um and and those things that you want to see like if you see there's little struggles that they're having with certain things like maybe with reading you know and it's like wow you are so good at reading and you're you know so begin to speak those things that aren't as though they are to it, produce that well, harvest <laughs> i'm saying, sorry what's that I'm good at going poo poo on the potty you you rock like you will not will not dirty another diaper i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try this <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So I just realized the importance of, of our words, the weight of our words. And, and I think that that makes a huge shift within our whole family. And of course, even with our spouses. So it's like speaking life over them. And so instead of, if you're having an argument or if there's things that you're not liking, and there's moments where you're like, 
You know, it's like, oh, instead of me having in my mind, you know, just give thanks, give thanks for things. And it just shifts things when you begin to speak life and it keeps us from just having like growing bitter or things like that and work through things. Obviously I'm not saying ignore things, but, um, but sometimes it's little shifts within ourselves that make the biggest difference that bring life and bring that connection and that togetherness that of course we always want instead of disconnection, we don't want disconnection from one another. And so as we begin to speak more life, it draws us in towards one another, which is so important. And we want that connection. So, and another big thing I think with motherhood was one thing that was a big thing for me was realizing that, that marriage, there's only two covenant relationships. It was between me and God and me and my husband. I am not in covenant relationship with my children. My children, when they grow up, they're going to get married and they're going to have their own covenant relationship. So it's different. And so I realized that when my kids were little, I was pouring out so much that I was, I wasn't intentionally ignoring my husband, but you know, when they're little, there's just a lot, they need a lot more. And so, um, my husband kind of felt a little bit ignored because I'm like being ultra mom, like I'm going to be like everything for them. And, um, but I realized, Hey, I'm letting them come a little bit between our covenant relationship. I'm, I'm putting them higher than my relationship with my husband. And Mm. it's a little bit out of order, but it was something that I was doing. It was like, the Lord began to speak that to me. He goes, no, like, so if your husband's talking and the little kids need something like, okay, hold on a second. Daddy's talking instead of just like, instead of just shoving my husband to the side and putting everything okay, my kids, my kids, my kids, I started, okay, let's get this order back. And it shifted things. And not only that, like, it just brought my, I just felt like my husband got more involved. And it was just, it's interesting. So sometimes when things are in misalignment, um, you just want to bring things back into alignment. And really, it just comes through walking with the Lord. It was just little things that God just kept speaking to me throughout. And so just having that ear to hear, and make the adjustments along the way that need to be made. And usually they're just minor adjustments. It's not anything super massive. It's the small adjustments along the way that honestly make the biggest differences. So just be open to those things and, um, and you'll see a shift. Amen. Amen. And, and I, I love your practicality that you just brought to this whole conversation because it can be so hard and overwhelming sometimes to think about birth, to think about your marriage after birth and your motherhood and to think like, okay, well, you know, you, we sometimes find resources online, right? And it's like, okay, maybe I know these facts, but how do I actually do the thing, right? Like, how do I actually do it? And so thank you so much for like breaking it down. Um, Again, I, I am a mom pregnant. I'm a wife. So I'm over here like (laughs) taking mental notes and I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to go back through this episode because you really gave so many great gems. And you know, I, I, what I love is that when you spoke about using the words that you speak to reap a harvest that you want, that you would want over your, your child and also over yourself, you know, mamas that are listening, you know, that's why it's so important to watch the words that we speak over ourselves 
And I also would say, um, make sure that you're surrounding yourself with a community of especially fellow mamas and people who also speak over you, who are also speaking life over your situations, right? Like women who are going to be um, champions in, in, in your darkest hours and women who are following the Lord and hear his voice and, and speak out that truth over you. And, um, if you are looking for such women, well, you know how to find me. Um, I am creating a community like that for women like us. And, um, you know, Nissa, I have to say that I feel that I could totally do about 10 follow-up episodes with you. Um, you already owe me one when we do our coffee and England. Uh, But before I let you go today, um, I do want to give a chance for any woman who is just totally like me, totally fangirling over you, just as so inspired by your story and your witness. Um, If they would like to uh, first and foremost, grab your book. And if they would like to go ahead and connect with you online, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, well, my book is on Amazon. So you just search pain-free childbirth uh, by Nissa Andrews and it'll pop right up and you can order that online um, and it'll be sent right to your house really easy. And then I do, I am on social media on Instagram. It's just pain-free childbirth. Um, You'll see me and I do have a private group on Facebook as well, pain-free childbirth. And that one is a lot of women can start asking questions and they'll you know, need help with, oh, you know, birth stuff or anything like that. So it's a good community of asking questions and finding that community of a lot of women who can, um, you know, just share their stories and and everything. So um, I also do have a website, painfreechildbirth.org, where you can kind of see a lot of the different things that I do. So thank you. No, thank you. No worries, Mama. If you're in your car or if you're jogging, listening to this, I'll have all those links in the show notes below. So have no fear, right? I'm speaking it over you that uh, you are going to have the most amazing pain-free childbirth and motherhood. And it all starts maybe right here, listening to this episode. And we're just so blessed that you took the time to listen to this today. May that empower you to know that you are making great decisions by surrounding yourself with other um, spirit-led women that are speak over you. And I please, I implore you to continue to do so and uh, reach out to Nissa, reach out to myself and know that you will find um, some loving hands and support for you, no matter where you're at in this world. And uh, Nissa, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your open heart and your humbleness and your journey. And uh, I know this is, it's one of those, it's like, I know this is not the last, this is not goodbye, but it's a hello, you know, um, but just thank you so much for offering your time for us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's such an honor. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you ladies for listening and you can catch this episode on Spotify and podcasts. And again, I'll have all those show notes ready for you. We will see you again on another episode of Holy Healthy Happy Mama. With all the overwhelming and hard choices a new mom has to make, where you get you and your baby's top-notch nutrition shouldn't be one of them. Ever since I first began my fertility journey, I've trusted one place with all of my women's wellness needs, a company and brand that truly goes above and beyond with their cleaning and natural products. I mean, they even pray over their supplements. Yep, I'm talking about Pink Stork a woman-owned, American-based women's wellness company that has products for every area of a woman's needs. Everything from fertility, pregnancy prenatal, postnatal, nursing, menopause, to even a brand new line of men's fertility products and vitamin drops for babies. See why it's my one-stop shop, mama? I can shop in peace and good vibes when I have Pink Stork in my shopping cart.
and so can you. Go check out my own link below or visit holyhealthyhappymama.com slash pinkstork to check out my personal favorites list and grab yourself 15% off with code CheyenneC15. You won't be disappointed.